Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today, we've got Kasabian performing live at the Cardiff International Arena. Now, it's a medium-sized show. Well, I say medium-sized. It's four trucks, but it's looking pretty uh, big for being a four-truck show. So, currently, they're still under serious construction, but it's getting there. So, we have... Stage left and stage right, the PA stack, which is two wide and 12 deep. And they're currently building the uh, stacks for the subs. And I'm not sure if they're being flown or if they are uh, being put down as walls. But at the moment, it's looking like they're actually flying some of this. It's just getting ready to go up. So the line arrays themselves are not quite in the air yet they are built and they're hanging at a working height and yes uh, they've got a uh, they've got a line array of subs which are going to get flown eventually it's going up to a working height now they're just testing to see if it's all been bolted together correctly and they are three wide and six deep it's a lot of <laughs> subs in the air and it looks like to the uh, side of the stage at 45 degree angle you have some more subs that are going to possibly be flown or they're going to stay put where they are and they are currently no they're not subs they're uh, actually the line arrays are just a different uh, size line array actually so those are going to be set back at 45 degrees pointing outwards and they are two wide and four deep this will be replicated on the other side of the stage I'm, I'm currently I'm unaware if they are going to be subs in front of the stage we shall find out soon enough now the stage itself is different it's a nice different setup they've got what's called a thrust and that is basically a section stage that comes out so it's two uh, panels uh, deep and two panels wide with a set of treads uh, either side of the thrust so they will be coming up and down from the pit at some point I'm not sure if that's going to be an entrance or if they're going to go down and jump out of uh, the pit to the crowd I'm unaware of what's happening there at the present now on stage the trusses are at tradition uh, are being set up in a slightly different way now what is that well they've they're building a grid system so you've got some heavy trusses um, at the front and back of the stage and one at the middle and in their normal uh, horizontal position but you've also got the light trusses that are going to connect to this grid and go in the vertical position and you have six of these cross trusses I'm unsure what fixtures are on these as they were being forked up as um, they're being forked up as I was coming into the building and with them being the way they are they are possibly on a kinesis system which will let them pitch well let them pitch up and down so they'll retrim the heights of these possibly at some point during the evening we shall see I mean for me that's probably what they're going to do because uh, otherwise why would you have a grid system like this and what to just light downwards that's just a waste of uh, lights and it looks like there are some LED squares on there and when I say LED squares we're talking about 2 meters by 2 meters 
uh, at regular intervals so it does indicate to me that 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 these cross trusses are going to be on a kinesis system so they can retrim to different heights for different lighting effects currently they're building a load more at a load more base bins and then and there's possibly going to be one uh, base bin in front of the uh, truss in, in front of the thrust but we shall see so it's all hands on deck and it, this show is far from being built so we're going to get off on a little break and we're going to come and when we come back we're going to go over the history of Kasabian we'll be back after this so not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts but we also have a series of books the first book is actually two books it's volume one and volume two of a tribute to working at sea the best fiction is based on truth this is a compilation of short stories rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated whilst other stories are pure fiction the title of the book a tribute to is fitting with the tone of the book because like a tribute act it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle and the links for all these books are in the description below. So Kasabian are an English rock band formed in Leicester in 1997 by lead vocalist Tom Megan and guitarist and occasional vocalist Sergio Pizzorno, guitarist Chris Karloff and bassist Chris Edwards, drummer Ian Matthews joined in 2004. Karloff left the band in 2006 and founded a new band called Black Onasis. Jay Mailer joined as touring lead guitarist in 2006 leaving for Liam Gallagher's Beardy Eye in 2013 to, be, to then be replaced by Tim Carter who later became a full-time band member in 2021. Megan left the band in July 2020 with Pizzorno stepping up as full-time lead vocalist. In 2010 and 2014 Kasabian won the Cure Awards for Best Act in the World Today whilst they are also named as Best Act Live Act at the 2014 Cure Awards and the 2007 and 2018 NME Awards. The band's music is often described as indie rock but Pizzorno said he hates indie bands and does not feel Kasabian fit into that category. Kasabian have released seven studio albums so that was Kasabian in 2004, Empire in 2006, West Rider Paul Palooza Lunatic Asylum in 2009, Velociraptor exclamation mark in 2011, 4813 I'd assume that's a time um, in 2014, crying for crying out loud in 2017, and the Alchemist Euphoria in 2022. The band's music has been described as a mixture between the Stone Roses and Primal Screen with the swagger of Oasis. Their music has won them several awards and recognition in the media, including a Brit Award in the 20 including a Brit Award in 2010 for Best British Group, and their live performances have received praise, the most notable of which is their appearance as headliners in the 2014 Glastonbury Festival. 
Festival. Their debut album was released in the UK on the 13th of September 2004, receiving good sales and generally positive reviews. During the recording, the band lived in a farmhouse near Rutland Water to avoid being disturbed. Kasabian featured at Glastonbury Festival in 2005 on the other stage. Despite having two prior single releases with debut single Processed Beats and the lead single Reason Is Treason, it was their third single release Clubfoot that gave Kasabian the success in the UK singles chart. The song which was written in the early years of Kasabian went on to enjoy both critical and commercial success and being performed at nearly every Kasabian live performance since its release. During, the pe- during this period, various drummers played with Kasabian, including the current keyboard player Ben Keeley, DJ Dan Ralph Martin, Martin Hall Adams, brothers Mitch and Ryan Glover, and, for- and some others. Whilst recording in Bristol, the band met Ian Matthews, who plays on Processed Beats, Butcher Blues, Beneficial Herbs, and possibly some other songs in the debut album and B-sides. He was asked to tour with them in 2004 and became a permanent member in April 2005, and the album was produced by Jim Abyss. During the recording of Kasabian's second album, Empire, Christopher Karloff, one of the band's chief songwriters, had artistic and creative differences and was asked to leave the band, according to the band's website. Although there is evidence to suggest he left due to to personal circumstances, in 2013 he confirmed that the differences in the musical direction and personal unresolved things led to his departure. Ultimately, he contributed to three of the songs on Empire, including the self-titled first single. The album, which was co-produced by Jim Abyss, was released in the UK on the 28th of August in 2006. Empire was released as the first single from the album and reached number 9 in the UK singles chart. Shoot the Runner reached number 17 in the same chart. A third single, Me Plus One, was released on the 2nd of January 2007. Kasabian won the Best Live Act Award in the 2007 NME Awards. So the current members in today's show are Sergio Pizzorno, Chris Edwards, Ian Matthews, Tim Carter and the uh, touring musicians with them to help support the band are Robert Harvey and Gary Ellsbrook. And the former members are Christopher Chris Karloff and Ton Megan. And former session and touring musicians are Jason J. Mailer, Ben Keeley, Ryan Glover, Mitch Glover, Daniel Dan Ralph Martin, and Martin Hall Adams. Right, so now we've had a bit of a Kasabian, we're going to go straight on to the supporting artists who are the Lavins. We'll be back after this. The Royal Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Major. When a neighbourhood dispute explodes into an all-out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next-door neighbour who makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant dislike into him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The aminosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, 
paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. The Lathams are an English indie band from Wigan, Greater Manchester. They are formed of singer-songwriter and guitarist Alex Moore, lead guitarist Scott Conception <laughs> and, drummer, and drummer Ryan Durrans and are managed by Alfie Skelly. The original lineup included bassist Johnny Conliffe before his departure from the group in October 2022. They formed in April 2018, having met at the Music Project in the local district of Pemberton after they chose to place them in the same project group, and within a year they signed with Island Records. They released their debut album, How Beautiful Life Can Be, on the 24th of September 2021, and it debuted at number one on the UK Albums Chart on the 1st of October 2021. So. Their discography is How Beautiful Life Can Be, released on the 24th of September 2021 under Island Records. And their second studio album is From Nothing to A Little Bit More, which was released, which will be released on the 24th of February in 2023 under Island Records. And they've done two live records, Live from Sefton Park which was released on the 2nd of June in 2021 under Island Records and live at the Blackpool Tower on the 12th of June, released on the 12th of June 2021 under yet again uh, Island Records. And we've got some EPs, Up Fuck Luttum, obviously uh, with Omelettes and whatnot. So that was released on the 14th of August 2019. The Lathams released on the 24th of September 2019. Fight On released 24th of January 2020. The Memories We Make on, released on the 26th of June 2020. Ghosts released on the 30th of October 2020. And How Beautiful Life Can Be Sides. Oh, very clever that. Uh, released on the 23rd of September 2021. And their singles are Artificial Screens, The Great Escape, Villainous uh, Victorian in, two, in 2018. 2019, you had The Place That Oh Yours, Crying Out, and I Know That Much. And in 2020, they released Fight On the Snake All My Life, See I See Your Ghost. And 2021, they released How Beautiful Life Can Be, The Great Escape, 2021 Master, I'll Get By, and Krampus. And in 2022, so far, they've released Sad Face Baby and Say My Name. Right, so now we've um, had a little bit of background from both Kasabian and the Lavams. So now we've listened to uh, a little bit of background on the Lavams. We're going to get straight on to their performance. We'll be back after this. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Master X Media presents Lord of the Memes, Bad Dog, Farmer Frank's Filthy Fucking Farm, and Bonnie Bouncing Baby Bastards. All three of these books are meme books, and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes, which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day, or even birthday presents for the fun loving man so why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a lot of the memes meme book all three books are available on kindle hardback and paperback on amazon 
So they've quite literally just powered up the uh, trusses just uh, that are above the stage, so the uh, vertical trusses. They've not done a kinesis test yet. Well, I hope it's a kinesis system. As I said earlier on, it'll be a waste if it's uh, in that plane and uh, they don't retrim the trusses to different heights. But hey, that's just life. We'll work it out when, it, when we can work it out. But they've powered up these lights and they're all working, they're flashing through. And I was right about the uh, subs at the front of the stage. Although they are three wide at the front of the stage and they are not in front of the uh, thrust section just yet. Other than that, there's still a lot of construction going on. They've got some more big truss boxes. I'd say truss boxes. They are uh, big frames of lights, which are three uh, squares high. And uh, they will probably be built together. Not sure what's going on with those. They've got a handful of moving lights and some strobe flood units. And that's about it. And those are going to obviously get forked on. They are currently building front of house one. So there is a front of house truss with some strobe wash with some strobe flood units and some LED wash units. And I would assume that the LED wash units will uh, do the face light at the front of the stage. The strobe flood units are going to be used to light the uh, audience and there's also I believe a couple of mole phases on there as well. So this will be quite interesting to look at. We'll be back after this. Anthology of Rage by Paul Collis from Musterix Media. Anthology of Rage is split into four distinct sections. Each section was originally supposed to become a book in their own rights, but unfortunately the author never got round to finishing each project. He did feel though that these pieces of work were too good just to be forgotten about on his hard drive and decided to put them all together in this anthology. Section 1 is a continuation of a tribute to Working at Sea, which with the last seven short stories written from the collection that didn't quite make volume 1 and 2, but were too good to be left unpublished. Section 2 Not quite short stories, but more rants that could be seen to be short stories about Christmas. Section 3 Monologues from the twisted mind of the author. And Section 4 are poems based on the life experiences of the author. So a nice little eclectic mix of short stories and poems. Very interesting read. And if you like anger, this is a book for you. This book is available on paperback, hardback, and ebook format on Amazon. And we're back. So, the construction is near enough complete on the stage. And I was right, the uh, vertical truss orientation are on Kinesis system. They do pitch up, they do pitch up and down, and they will re-trim at certain points during the show. At the back of the stage, these strange um, box things are now in position, and they were they are in an organised uh, pattern. So you've got stage left and stage right, one that looks like a pyramid, so three uh, blocks by two, with two blocks and one block. And you've got a couple of um, single uh, three-tiered ones in the middle. And that's about it really. I'm sure once all switched on and powered up and, uh, and uh, going, that it's going to look quite good actually. So basically they don't need a screen behind, that's just there to... Uh, do something interesting 
and these boxes have the same LED strips that the uh, that the vertical truss has in their boxes in the same dimensions as well. Stage left and stage right you have a uh, screen which is basically a projector platform behind the screen we're projecting and I'm unsure as what's going on the screen probably a close-up of the front man when they're performing. We're still waiting for more of these uh, subs to go in. I'm not sure if they are actually going to hang uh, in the front of the house. I'm not sure just yet. They are wheeling a load around here and there. But that I'll have to update later on. And we're still waiting for the front of the house bar to go up. But it's nearly there. So it's not going to take too much more longer to get the build finished. Ah, there we go. They've moved that PA uh, stack to stage right. So it's nearly there, nearly there. We'll be back after this. A tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate. In this podcast, there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic. Be warned that this podcast contains strong, offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear. In addition, this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences. The links for this is in the description below. And we're back. The Lathams, well, they were set up down at stage centre, so in front of a black kabuki, and that basically gave them the front proportion of the stage. So the first quarter of the stage, shall we say, for argument's sake. And they kept within the uh, centre, so they stayed near enough rooted to the same position. There wasn't much movement from the band, which some bands like to do, other bands don't. Other bands like to uh, run around, but hey, that's how it goes. Anyways, I digress. On uh, At the back of uh, their little setup, you had all their amplifiers for the guitars on their own personalised uh, flight cases, which I thought was a nice little touch, especially uh, if you're not got a uh, logo uh, on your backdrop because it's not your backdrop, no, because the Kabuki belongs to uh, Kasabian. But, you know, each to their own. But, no, it was a nice little effect that they had going. The lighting, uh, the lighting for their set was basic, and it was deliberately kept basic because it was... Uh, it was Kasabian's lighting rig so they didn't have much for the lighting well downstage there wasn't much you had the two uh, side booms stage left and stage right and they had a handful of um, spot units from the vertical plane trusses so they had a spotlight on each of those uh, first squares and an LED strobe flood unit uh, on each uh, on each run of truss as well. Then on the front of house trusses, they had a few moving light spots for a bit of face light, and then they had all the other units on that front of house bar pointing into the audience. So, yeah, again, every uh, every part of their uh, set was a basic lighting setup. They, the lights are near enough static on the stage because they just wanted to be seen and the remainder of the lights 
they were just being blasted into the audience to give them a nice uh, dancey atmosphere and feel to it which it worked really well because you had a lot of uh, movement from the audience but we'll get onto that in a moment now sound wise they had a seriously good sound engineer i mean properly good I mean, we're talking about serious gold standard, definitely 22 karat gold standard on the clarity because it was a nice balanced mix. You could hear absolutely every instrument and every vocal, nothing competing with each other, but blending in very, very nicely. And it was just very good and easy on the ears to listen to. And the volume was a good volume as well. Performance-wise, the Lathams had uh, a really good stage presence, which had the audience dancing away from start through to the finish. And coming from me, who hasn't heard any of their songs, I thought they did really well. Uh, good vocal ability with the lead singer, and great skills on the instruments, on the guitars and the drums. Very great, very well rehearsed, and very sharp. Very sharp. Very. Uh, it was a very good uh, surprise, to be honest. Because when you uh, when you come across a support band that you haven't heard of, then you're always mm, umming and erring, see how yo know, are they good? Uh, the first few songs weren't great, but but unlike that, the Lavams were the complete opposite. They had a very strong set. They played their songs very well, and everyone enjoyed themselves that from the band to the audience and to the crew as well you could tell that there was a great atmosphere on stage and in that arena as well and the audience they loved them they really loved them every song had to cheer people yet again dancing and some people singing along so that is the best reaction that any support artist can uh, get it definitely goes to show that they are on their way to becoming a very good headline act only time will tell but I don't think it'll be too much more time before they can. We'll be back after this. The name's Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the PR Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055, and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the police will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. Percival Vert is no hero. He is a low-life scumbag and the full embodiment of how not to be a man. He cheats his way into getting work, he objectifies women and is quite a disgusting human being, if you can even call him that. Gumshoe is intended to poke fun at everyone that takes life too seriously and directly towel whips the modern day Puritans in the balls because they've forgotten the fact that when something isn't funny in real life, it's probably hilarious in the land of fiction. Come and listen to Gumshoe every Wednesday. The links are in the description below. And we're back. So Kasabian, wow. Their intro was an interesting one. So the house lights went down and uh, you could hear the intro starting up and it just seemed to be a I'm not sure what song it was that they used to do the intro to but it was very very bassy and it started off dark and then you had the front house units uh, all the uh, what all the profiles and wash units in tight focus giving off nice beams everywhere lighting up the audience and then as the first big white blast of strobe lights come from the uh, back of the stage, the kabuki dropped. And then with a white flash, 
the uh, VT intro uh, started with uh, it with it saying are you ready and going into a bit of a matrix feed which went on throughout I have to say um, and some more serious bass noises come on uh, getting faster and faster and faster and then the drama started up and the lead singer appeared on the thrust of the stage with uh, a complete red wash and and white strobes every time the uh, there's a sound from the bass there was a strobe a flash of strobes and it did look intense and brilliant in on the intensity it was a nice blinding light so lighting wise with the uh, vertical plane trusses and the led squares they gave off what i would consider a modern take on an 80s thing and design basically design wise in the 80s there's always uh, neon so old technology that you don't use anymore because it's high power usage and whatnot but you'd have the bright colored neons in squares and whatnot at the back of your set so they replicated that with modern technology such as these LED strips and they were blinders they were really really bright and intense as, as well as having the LED strobe floods they were real intense and it was great to see you had all these uh, squares up on the uh, vertical plane trusses which then angled down towards the back uh, towards the floor of the stage at the back and then underneath those you had these square towers that I was talking about in on the build section which are also covered in in these AD squares and it looked very great so a lot of symmetry used a lot of symmetry used and a lot of vibrant bright colors as well and it did look really really amazing and it didn't light up as a square you could have the whole square you could have just the left side or the right side or the up or the down or a combination of any of the four uh, different planes of that square and and with that all over the height of the uh, lighting rig down to the bottom of the stage it just had a real great intense retro look to it and i love that i love stuff like that and on top of that you had the uh, moving lights on some moving lights on the floor on the uh, side uh, booms and uh, you had the fl strobe floods as well so they had a lot of adaptability within this lighting rig and it looked amazing you'd have to see the photos that i put up on instagram uh, by visiting monster x media on instagram and they're all there took quite a few and I got a video clip as well without any sound on purpose so people can see what the lights look like without ruining the vibe of the actual show if you're still waiting to see the show but it looked it looked amazing it really did look amazing so sound wise yet again impeccable sound impeccable mix and it was even better and more sharper than the uh, support act which is a 22 karat gold uh, on the clarity I would consider that Kasabian's sound engineer was definitely on the money he was definitely platinum quality and wow everything was crystal clear you could hear the distinction between every instrument nothing yet again nothing was uh, fighting against each other everything was perfectly balanced from every single instrument to all the vocals and it was great it was great to listen to I would say it's better than CD quality that's how great that quality was and the clarity 
superb. You just couldn't ask for a better sound engineer, I have to say. And I would put money on it that whoever is the light, whoever is the sound engineer on Kasabian's show, someone got let down for another show and probably got salty that they couldn't have him. That's how great he was, in my personal professional opinion. And the AV. Okay, so most of the AV was on the cameras, which then got mixed into the matrix feed as well from time to time so a nice little bit of vt with a nice bit of uh, screen mixing with the uh, computer and it had a nice little touch to it although to be fair it wasn't needed uh, for that but it was a nice little additional effect to the rest of the show really really great now how a kasabian well top form top form and if you're a Kasabian fan you got serious value for money if you weren't a Kasabian fan well you definitely had a good show so if you got dragged if you were someone that wasn't a fan but got dragged along by your partner you got a really good entertaining show and for me the highlight of that show was when they did their version of Daft Punk's One More Time that was great it was fun to watch where you had the lead singer go down the stairs on the thrust into the pit and then there's some strategically placed rooted boxes for and when I say rooted it they put these boxes that were then uh, bolted to the mojo barrier so when he climbed up on the boxes so he could be visibly seen in the pit and singing in the pit right up to the right up close to the uh, audience there was no chance of it tipping over and him looking like a tip if he fell down. So a lot of due diligence there from the production team and the crew who put that in. Very well done. And how did the audience receive uh, Kasabian? They loved them. There's nothing else I could say. They absolutely loved them. They had them singing. Kasabian had their audience singing along, dancing along, at one point opening up a mosh pit. And the whole house was full of atmosphere an absolute treat to watch absolute treat if you've liked today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share and if you haven't already done so you want to check out more content from master x media by clicking the link in the description below and we shall catch you next time bye for now